At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the nightcap with tim murray and super bowl champion sean king on vsin the sports betting network Two of the nightcap here on VEASAN. That gentleman right there, Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback, current Lightning super fan. He's happy tonight as his Lightning leads 6-2. to two. Five minutes and 20 seconds to go. No goals in, in the, the third, third No goals. Hmm. Yes, you could have got some plus money on over nine or under 9.5 here at Circa uh, after two periods. I am Tim Murray. NBA draft, Sean, coming up on My Magic, number one pick. Sneaking up, sneaking up, and what will the Magic do? Seems to be a very common question, and uh, hopefully our next guest, who does a phenomenal job covering the NBA draft for Yahoo Sports, former colleague of yours, That's right, man. This is my partner in crime. Kristen Peake joins us right now, and Kristen, we appreciate it as always. You were on with us last year, gave us great insight. Uh, Let's jump into number one, because you know, the betting market today has been going bonkers and moving very rapidly with Paolo Boncaro getting some buzz here. He's still the third favorite to go one, Kristen, but put this in perspective. On Friday, he was 20 to one to be the number one overall pick, Paolo Boncaro. This morning, he was nine to one. Right now, he's plus 250. So the odds are shifting. What is the latest you have heard about? the number one overall pick, which is currently owned by the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean, the Orlando Magic, they need desperately to add some some, uh, <laughs> some talent in the front court alongside Wendell Carter Jr., Mo Bamba. They uh, haven't had luck with their draft picks that they've had in the past. And remember, the last time that they had the number one pick was in 2004. They took Chris Webber. And before that was Shaquille O'Neal, or no, not Chris Weber. I'm sorry, Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's late here, guys. It's 11 <laughs> o'clock. Um, but they they have options, and I think the Magic are just doing their due diligence. I mean, I know they really love Jabari Smith. He's the safest pick at number one because of what he brings with his outside shooting, knocking down 42 percent of three point attempts this year. Where Magic only shot 33 percent from three as a team, so that's why they love Jabari Smith. They love Chet Holgram because he already has an established chemistry with the player that they took last year in Jalen Suggs. The two have logged countless games together since sixth grade, playing all the way up to high school and AAU. Um, so, and, and Chet is the swing for the fences prospect. 
And then, of course, Palo Vincaro is the plug-and-play guy right away, has more size at 6'10", 250, and loves that grab-and-go style, isn't afraid to start the offense off of this shot, um, and is confident doing so and makes the right read off the pick-and-roll. So they're just doing their due diligence. Do I think the Magic will take Palo Vincaro number one over Jabari and Chet? I do not. You know, it's fascinating being a Magic fan, Kristen. I don't. I know we love France Wagner. I'm talking about the current roster. But outside of that, do you have a good feel for how they feel internally about Jalen Suggs or Cole Anthony or, as you mentioned, Mo Bamba or Jonathan Isaac, you know, now that he's a, a, a extra year removed from being injured? Do you have a good feel for what they think of their young players internally currently? Yeah, I think they, they're, you know, happy to see what the growth and development is going to be with the young uh, backcourt, like you said, Cole Anthony was really did really well. Franz Wagner was a uh, at one point in time a Rookie of the Year contender last season. I think he surprised a lot of people. And then of course Jalen Suggs is just kind of that stable guard, gritty, do it all, everything you want on the court. Not a great three point shooting uh, guard, but nobody shot the ball well in Orlando last year. To be fair, and then of course you got Markel Fultz, who's coming off injuries and, and trying to figure his way back out into, into this like crazy NBA world after being the number one pick. What was that? Five, six years ago. Um, so I think they're being patient with their backcourt and they're trying to get that missing piece with some size and some length in the front court to kind of bring it all together. Kristen Peak here, uh, NBA analyst for Yahoo. Uh, Sometimes we watch the early parts of this draft, Christian, and it gets almost confusing because of the amount of trades. Have you heard or are there any rumblings of any movement, let's say, within the top five? And if so, what would it be? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the pick that everybody is eyeing is number four, and that's Jane Ivey out of Purdue because he has come out and said he does not want to be in Sacramento. Sacramento has the fourth pick. They've drafted guards. Uh, the last three years, just traded one of them, Tyrese Halliburton, this past year to the Pacers. So it doesn't make sense for them to take Jay Nivey, who, by the way, is the best guard in this draft class. Um, he could be John Morant 2.0. Um, and there's a lot of hype surrounding him. But the fact that he doesn't want to go there, that's going to open the door for a lot of trades to be proposed. And also another scenario that could present a lot of trade talks is if Sam Presti in the Oklahoma City Thunder decide to, you know, kind of go left field because that's the Sam Presti way and take Dane Ivey at number two, which would then create Palo Bancaro and probably Chet Holgrim to fall to three and four. And if that opens up, then you're going to see teams try to get into that four range to try to get that player and that value. Talking once again to Kristen P. Kristen, let's say the Kings stay steady at number four. It's it's all hypotheticals now, obviously, and the trades are going to be crazy. Like you mentioned, Jaden Ivey, and I saw you tweeting about it, has not gone to Sacramento, hasn't talked to them. He worked out for Detroit, uh, makes some sense there. And Keegan Murray has has worked out for Sacramento. Uh, from from what yeah. you understand, is is Murray willing to go to Sacramento? And if so, if Sacramento doesn't get a suitor, do you do you foresee them just saying, let's just get the guy who wants to come here in Keegan Murray? I think so. I think they're either they're going to listen to all trade talks from other teams that might want Jane Ivy, but if they don't like what they're hearing, they're happy to take Keegan Murray. And I think they're zeroing in on him as the number four pick. 
And, you know, we'll start to hear more of that as the week goes on. But if they do keep that pick, I think that's where we'll see Keegan Murray fall is number four. And then number five, I mean, if, if you don't want Jaden Ivey in the backcourt with Kate Cunningham, if you think that's a conflict or you want to give Killian Hayes a few more years to develop, and then you've got Detroit Pistons who want to add some size. So they might be in trade talk later down the draft. There were, you know, I heard today that they made the trip down to see Jalen Duran, the six foot 10 center out of Memphis um, as kind of a last second workout. So there could be options for them to trade down at, at the nine ten range um, for any any team that wants to trade up and get Ivy. Kristen, we have an internal cigar wager going here <laughs> around uh, Duke wing player A.J. Griffin. What are you hearing about Griffin's draft destination spot, you know, coming into this week's draft? What's so funny with A.J. is he, you know, on paper he fills a need for a lot of different teams, kind of that positionalist basketball, a dynamic defender at six foot six, two twenty. The problem is he has had a myriad of injuries in his young career. And he, he insists now that he's feeling hundred percent healthy, but that's, there's a lot of wear and tear on his knees and ankles. And to be able to productively play night in and night out for 82 games a season and for multiple seasons, there's a lot of, question marks and red flags but you know it's not anything where he's going to fall out of the lottery I think you know a team like San Antonio really likes him and his versatility at nine um, he's worked out for as far up as for you know the Indiana Pacers and the Portland Trailblazers at six and seven so I think you'll kind of see him in that six to 11 range if he falls to 11 I think the Knicks take him without even hesitating yeah I think yeah I, I think Knicks Back end of the lottery. You can uh, never I, go wrong with Duke guys. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, uh, Kristen, some risers right now. Some names, at least you know, through your work and, and others out there uh, that I've that I've seen mentioning that you know wouldn't surprise you if they got into the top ten. I'm gonna throw you a couple names. You know, Sohan uh, out of Baylor seems to be one that's rising uh, quite a bit, and uh, Diang out of uh, the French the French player. Are, are those two players uh, rising up a lot of draft boards? Who are some of the names that you've been hearing? lately kind of getting some late steam. Yeah, Jeremy Sohan for sure is a player that a lot of teams are intrigued by. I mean, nobody had a better pro day during the NBA draft combine than Jeremy, very high energy. He was able to showcase his three-point shooting mechanics, something he didn't do at Baylor because it just wasn't the right fit in the offense. But what he brings defensively and the versatility in his long wingspan kind of reminds teams of uh, Scotty Barnes, who won Rookie of the Year this past year. So even if he's not showcasing that three-point shot, guess what? Scotty Barnes didn't hit a three until, uh, I want to say, December or January. So they, they loved his versatility, his rawness, and what he could bring defensively to a team. So he's someone that's rise, rising. And then Usman Yang, like, he played over for the NZ Breakers in the NBL and is just one of those raw players who just got better and better and better as the season went on. He's a six-foot-ten wing not necessarily a forward. He loves to step outside and kind of play make for others and, and shoot threes off the dribble. So he's another one. He's going to be a project, but there are teams that are very intrigued by him and, and, you know, just the prospect of what he can be one or two seasons from now. And Kristen, final minute, any players that you've kind of, that were early on in the process, top 10 lottery that have been dropping a little bit that you've heard? Jane Hardy out of the G League Ignite. I mean, he was the number one scorer coming out of high school, and now we're seeing him in the late first round. Um, love that 
you know, um, that step back three, that deep step back three that a lot of these players are adapting, um, like Steph Curry does, but he just didn't get to the basket as easily as people wanted to see against grown men in the G league, understandably. Um, but he's just someone that has just fallen a little bit, but I think probably in a year or two, we're going to, it's going to be the same reaction we have with Tyrese Maxey. It's like he fell to 21 and now he's being an impactful player in the playoffs. I think we're going to be saying the same thing about Jane Hardy. Kristen Peak does phenomenal work for Yahoo covering the NBA draft. Follow her on Twitter at Kristen Peak. Kristen, we really great appreciate stuff, the Kristen. insight. Thank you guys. Anytime. There she is. Kristen Peak, great stuff there. Great stuff by the Lightning. They get it done. Six yeah, to two. Never in doubt. No goals in the third period, just like we all expected. Could have enjoyed that the first couple periods. Our fun our thoughts on the final down in Tampa next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free to play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. 6-2 to two, the final score. The Tampa Bay Lightning, a winner tonight over the Colorado Avalanche, and now that series price has shifted from around almost five to one, uh, which you could get on 
the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think it was plus 465 here at Circa. Right now at DraftKings, Avs still the favorites, minus 310, but the Lightning down to plus 250 at DraftKings after the triumph tonight. 6-2, to two, the final score. I wasn't getting carried away yet, but it's better to be 2-1 than 3-0. I would say that is a so, fair assessment. We'll see. I think game four will tell me a lot. A whole lot. It was interesting. Braden Point, who had played the first two games, wasn't available today. So I don't know how significant, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is with him. But because to me, he's the only skater the Lightning have that skates with the same pace that the Avs top guys skate with. And it was, we didn't have him, and we put up six. So, you know, I guess there's some intricate details uh, from a scheme standpoint that are happening. And John Cooper looks like he's the best in the game at making in-series adjustments. You know, kind of manipulating his pieces so that what was a disadvantage for the Lightning becomes an advantage, you know, which is why I doubled down, like you said, and took the almost 5-1 to one I got before tonight's game to add to my collection of Lightning win the World Series portfolio. Stanley Cup? I mean, Stan- Stanley Cup. Jeez, whiz. Your hometown hasn't won one of those. Um, so used to championships just coming to Tampa, I just... Well, I mean, well, the baseball hasn't happened. It's just wishful thinking. Right. And it's not coming this year either. No. I don't think anybody's beating the Yankees, so I just <laughs> – They're pretty good. Might as well take the Yankees and get that future bet to win the World Series now because that numbers will keep going down. We'll, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, Yankees won today over the Rays. Uh, and it's our ace. Need to come and he's back. pitching outstanding. It's just it's ridiculous. Yep. They have 50 uh, wins now, first team in like Their Major starting pitching is the most surprising thing of the entire – baseball season up to this point to me is the Yankees starting rotation so the series price has shifted uh here at circa it's actually down even further plus 235 for the lightning minus 280 for the avalanche uh that just popped up but we do have a game four line uh looks like DraftKings has posted it pick them minus 110 both ways if you like the lightning Sean even money here at Circa. They are a slight underdog. Colorado minus 110. Game four coming up Wednesday night. So here's what I did. When I bet the Lightning to win the series after game two, they were down 0-2, I said I'm doing this instead of playing game by game. And so now I'm just going to refrain from playing. I can just watch. And if the Lightning handle business, then – it's going to be a good night. If they don't, then at least I didn't get on the ship knowing it was already sinking. Kind of how I was thinking. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't going to get plus 475 in any individual game. You know, there was it's, it's the, the, the lines, like the, the, the odds makers know that the Lightning are really good. Like, so Colorado hasn't even been a $2 favorite, which they've been in, I think, almost every other oh, sure. series up to this point. So tonight, once again, the final score six to two. Could have got plus two twenty or so on the puck line if you believe the Lightning would take care of business. Uh, I should have done that because that would have uh, helped me, you know, negate the uh, moronic play of playing the under. Yeah, stop saying that you played the under, man. People don't. You, they might think you're being for real. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I had, what happens? You, you, I had the Lightning. I mean, you don't see me for a week and you lose your mind. I just that's what happened. Truly, 
I just I like I need to go back on vacation. You're I un- missed you. You're unbelievable. I missed you. I, yeah. So you're retweeting people. Oh hey, yeah, I bet the Reds too. Yeah, congratulations. I just don't know why you have so much mosity for my Reds. Like either it's gonna happen or it's not gonna happen. Well, now because I have bets against you now. You've you've suckered yourself into multiple bets against your delusional thoughts. They're gonna go out. They're gonna add a add, add an arm to the bullpen. No, they're not. You know, that's all we're missing. No, they're not. We just need somebody to, to. The worst team in baseball doesn't add. They're not the worst team in baseball anymore. They were at one they point. They have the they have the least amount of wins in Major League Baseball. That no, they don't. A, yes, they do. No, they don't. Nope. Somebody has twenty two. I think nope. it's the. Uh, nope. I just looked it up. Nope. Yeah, I just looked it up. Just like you talking about Portland, Maine is bigger than. Uh, okay. Yeah. Please tell me who has twenty two wins. I'll wait, because you're wrong. Okay, they updated it then. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So Kansas City and Oakland both have 23. I guess Kansas City won tonight to give them 23. So they're tied with Kansas City and Oakland. Congratulations. But was I right? Oakland has more losses. The Oakland's played more I games. Did, so I did. obviously since he's the better. But I don't care about They're in the AL. I'm talking about the division. They're two games behind the Cubs. Or fourth place. That's, well, you got to get the fourth before you can get the first. All right, whatever. Wasting time. By the way, the Brewers won again today. Um, yeah, that didn't help. No. And you're playing the Dodgers this week. <sighs> we could beat them. Sure. Dodgers 5-5 uh, five and five in their last 10. Cool. Um, but the way the Lightning played tonight, mm-hmm. from what you saw, six goals from six different players, a rush there in that second period, by the way, once again, you could have got under nine and a half uh, for plus money, which was nice after the second period. Very fortunate, no goals put. A lot of shots on. Goal. I didn't bet it. Yeah. I, I, I like I was that. watching it as we were. You yeah. know, we had a couple guests and stuff, but it was a lot of shots on goal. A couple hit the posts. So if you took the under, and you, of course you cash a ticket, which is all that matters. But it, you're pretty fortunate. Yeah. No, I think that's. I think that's fair. Um, so now it's two to one. How do you feel? Are you ready to jump on this lightning wagon? Or well, you now think I this feel, was just now I'm annoyed. I mean, I played them to win tonight. I felt like they would win tonight. I'm not ready to say they're winning this series. Now, I think the the caveat to this whole thing is the goalie situation. Darcy Kemper was terrible tonight. Well, got pulled, and Vasilevsky has the abilities, as we've seen, to take over series. Yeah, and he's done that. Already this postseason, so can he do it? I think the way I would bet it, and I'm curious, we'll see if we, uh, I'll take a look at DraftKings, see if they've updated the Con Smythe odds. But, you know, entering today, it was 11 to 1. That will now be gone. Uh, it'll correlate with, with the series price dropping down. If you think the Abs are going, or sorry, the Lightning are going to win, agree or disagree? Vasilevsky's winning Con Smythe. I just I would be very surprised if they came back. I know he gave up seven goals or however many when he before he got pulled in game two. That'll be forgotten because of the importance he's played throughout the playoffs. Remember, Conn Smythe is the playoff MVP. Yeah. If you believe in the Lightning, I would be very very surprised, Sean, if they win this. And look at tonight, right? They win six to two. No one player scored a hat trick or four goals. It was spread out. So Vasilevsky played really well tonight. Give up two power play goals. That's it. Third period, I thought he made some really nice saves. 
if the Lightning come back and win, I would be pretty surprised if Andre Vasilevsky does not win the Smythe. I'd agree with that. I think that's fair. So that's the way, honestly. I and I go. think what enhances your opinion that you didn't mention is the fact that Tampa's been so across the board offensively on where the production's right. coming from. Yeah, so I mentioned so it's not, yeah. six goals, right. you know, and six different Six scores. different guys, yeah. So it's not like it's all Stamkos or it's all Kucherov. You know, it's it, they're getting goals from everywhere. This so. isn't, you know, Edmonton with Connor McKinnon. Right, right, right. You know? absolutely. Or, or the Avs with McKinnon. Right. Yeah, so. I'll be I, I agree with that. I, I think if the Lightning win, the Vasilevsky wins Conn Smythe. That makes sense. Right. So it, if I were, I would be. If you didn't go in like yourself after game two, and I think I think I saw Dave who tweets like three seven thirty seven thousand times a minute. So Dave Ross. Dave Ross. Yeah. Uh but and he Dave he, living his life. <laughs> he took uh he took the lightning uh at, uh, at plus four sixty five, I believe it was. Smart man. I would honestly say maybe this will be something I'll look into is if you believe in the lightning, maybe I'll, I'll take a little Vasilevsky to win Consmite. That would be the way I would go. At this point, so two to one is the series, six to two the final overs. Now three and zero. Oh. The trend of teams down two zero oh going home, winning game three continues at a very very successful rate as the Lightning win with ease tonight, six to two, make it two to one. Abs in the Stanley Cup Final. That's Sean. I'm Tim. It's the nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season and our weekly prediction pools to fight. For your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now to join the action, Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Stanley Cup just got a little more interesting. Lightning win tonight, 6-2. Now a 2-1 series as the series price has dropped at DraftKings right now. Lightning plus 250, Avalanche minus 310. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. An impressive performance all around by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Down one nothing early, Sean, but scored two goals quickly in the first period and then pull away in that third, or excuse me, that second, I beg your pardon, no goal scored in the third uh, with four goals. And they now stay in Tampa. Game three, or excuse me, game four will be on Wednesday night where... At DraftKings, it is a pick'em between Tampa Bay and Colorado, and we'll see if the Avalanche can uh, can take a three-one lead, or if the Lightning are going to even this sucker up, uh, sending it back to Denver for a, a two-to-two series. I mean, I think two things here. One, as much as you may think it, I'm pulling for my partner in crime. I hope that you <laughs> and your Lightning uh, get it done, and I also just want this to be a good series, and I think it has. The makings, I think there's a lot of excitement out there when these two teams made their way through the playoffs that they met. We're like, all right, here we go. This is going to be a phenomenal Stanley Cup final. 
and game two didn't make it feel all that well, but here we go. It's now two to one and an opportunity to even the series up on Wednesday. I feel good, man. You know, even the fact that in game one, they were able to tie it up after being down 3-1, force overtime. Ultimately, they didn't win, but the lightning has shown, like, their best is good enough. You know, it's just, can they continue to reproduce their best enough to win three games in the next four? That's basically what they got to do, right? Win three of the next four games? Yes. So that's kind of the question you're asking yourself when you're trying to figure out who's going to win this series. Are the Lightning good enough to produce their best effort to go three and one in the next four games? And I think, you know, as, as ESPN points it out, uh, points it, uh, pointed it out, Tampa's now won eight straight at home. Mm-hmm. So essentially what you're asking yourself is, can they win a game in Colorado? Can they win a game in Colorado? Well, they had one go to overtime, and then they had one where they lost like it was a football score. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I want to point out the trend, and uh, Ralph Michaels pointed this out on Twitter earlier today. What happens in the Stanley Cup, in Stanley Cup Final Game 3 when the home team is down 0-2? The home team entering tonight 8-1. and well, Now they're 9-1. and And the over... Which I had seen this stat before. Seven one and one. It's now eight one and one. So the over and the home team followed the trend there and uh, take care of business. And now we have a game four with a whole hell of a lot of intrigue and pretty much everywhere uh, outside of here and the Westgate has it as a pick'em for game uh, for game four coming up on Wednesday night. Slight. Tweak towards uh, Colorado here at Circa. Minus 110 for Colorado. Even money on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I know, Sean, mm-hmm. like you said, I'm not. you're not necessarily saying you would. You're going to bet it because you've already got enough in the, uh, in the basket there uh, with Tampa Bay. But at even money, would you look to Tampa Bay to continue to defend home ice, win their ninth in a row, and make this 2-2? Two two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think this was a game Vasilevsky needed as well. Yeah, 37 saves tonight. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> they weren't all high-pressure situations. Like, you think the Lightning fell behind 1-0 on game one, then ultimately fell behind 3-1. So he's playing from behind. So it's almost like, you know, every shot, like the game's dependent on it. Then, then in game two, it was just a, a whitewash. Then tonight, they finally had a lead, 2-1, in the actual regulation, and he could – they made it 3-1. You know, he could kind of relax just slightly, and maybe that did something for his confidence. All right, so I've heard that goalies are a lot like pitchers in baseball. Get hot? No, like, yeah, well, not just get hot, but, like, it's about groove. You know, it's about, you know, being in the right frame of mind. You know what I mean? And, you know, I had heard that maybe his confidence was a little shaken, so tonight was good to get him back. Six to two, the final score. Six different goal scorers for Tampa Bay tonight. Sorelli, Palat, Paul, Stamkos, Maroon, Perry, all finding the back of the net. Both goals by Colorado scored by Gabriel Landeskog, both coming on the power play. 37 saves for Andre Vasilevsky. Darcy Kemper pulled from the game in the second period after allowing five goals on 22 shots. So we will see. Come game four, I imagine Kemper will be back in there. Unless he comes up with a phantom, phantom injury. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, That's what they did in the Blues series. They pulled him, then reports start coming out that he was injured, and they kept, uh, what is it, Frank Coos? Is how he says his last name? Yeah. Yeah, Pavel. Frank Coos. So I want to get back. We had, uh, we had Kristen Peek on, if you missed that, top of the hour, uh, NBA draft analyst for Yahoo, and some good insight there. You know, the tricky part about the NBA draft betting market, well, here in town, we can't bet anything. We can only bet number one overall pick at, I think it's William Hill. That's it. There's no offerings. The draft coming up on Thursday. Now, I think it's, it's a multitude. I think it's the fact that the NBA Finals ended on Thursday, and the draft is this Thursday. So it's a quick turnaround. Books don't love booking the NBA draft or any drafts. And I don't know. It's just there's not a lot of offerings. But I'm staring at it, and we talked to Kristen about it. I really think Keegan Murray's going four. I just don't know how to bet it. Because right now at DraftKings, his over-under is 5.5 juice minus 235 to the under. I don't really want to lay minus 235 to the under. Uh, so that's not something I'm racing to do. Um, you know, you could bet. You can't bet over on Jaden Ivey because uh, I think that's a possibility uh, of him dropping. But the thing that's the most interesting, at least right now, Sean, is this wild movement for Paulo Boncaro up to number one. And I heard Gil, Gil Alexander, earlier today uh, talk about his positioning on Paolo Boncaro, and I think he got him at like plus 850 or 9-1, or to one, something like that, to go number one. I understand why you would take Paolo Boncaro, and if you could have got him at 20-1 to one last week, more power to you. Congratulations. You're at least in a you know, great spot to, uh, you know, just closing line value. There's really nothing to bet in the NBA draft, and I will I'll keep scouring through it and looking, and, and maybe you know I think there's a couple guys that are rising. I think Jeremy Sohan to go top ten, you could get a little plus money on that. Could be interesting. Uh, Usman Diang, that could be a possibility of him going top ten. You know, some flyers, nothing I would go too crazy about. But I, I want to stick on this number one overall pick because the Orlando Magic are in a, an interesting spot, right? They just need they just need good basketball players. I think Paolo Boncaro is, and this isn't, I don't think, going on a limb. I think he's the most pro-ready prospect in this class. I think he's ready to go. We've seen him in some of the biggest moments of the the college basketball season rise to the occasion. But I understand the intrigue why Jabari Smith, a guy who's 6'10", 6'11", you know, is a tremendous defender, has got a good, uh, you know, shot. Why a team like Orlando would would settle on him? I think this is a bunch of steam about nothing. To be honest, I don't think Paolo goes one, and I I I understand all the steam is is happening. I, I just I'm not buying in on it right now. He's the best player in my opinion, but everything you've read up to this point is Orlando's not set yet. Fair, but everything kind of points to Jabari Smith. I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, I think the first three teams are getting really good basketball players. I think everything after three is a 50 chance they could be a good player, 50 chance they could be a complete oh, sure. bust. Like, I don't think this is a deep draft. So I think Jabari Smith or Paolo, I mean, Paolo's 6'10". Like, yeah. I think, so when you're looking at it and you're evaluating a guy with that skill set, add in that he's 6'10". Like Jabari Smith, you know, I love him because I – 
I don't think he has any chance to be a bust because of his ability to rebound and with the energy that he plays with. So even if he doesn't pan out as like a 25-point-a-game score, he does all the other things that could contribute to a team winning a championship. Chet Holmgren, I mean, I don't think there's many scenarios where he's a complete bust. I don't know if he ever... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. reaches like I think he could the be the pinnacle that some people see I think him. he could be the best player in this draft but I don't think he's I a bus I yeah because he's always gonna be able to shoot he's always gonna be tall he's good defenders got to put on I don't know about weight. the defensive part but he's tall and can shoot I don't think that's going anywhere is he a good enough athlete to be a, a dominant scorer I think will be my question more thoughts on this on the other side it's the nightcap here on BC. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. I'm doing the wrong read right now. There we go. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only 19 bucks. you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up now, and you'll get the VEASAN Best Daily Best Bets, which includes Adam Burke's Daily Best Bets emails, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf. Shout-out to our guy Wes Reynolds for another outright winner matt fitzpatrick so if you want that full vsin experience which features the daily best bets email every edition of point spread weekly use of our betting tools live video stream cost only 19 bucks to be a subscriber through july 31st sign up now vsin.com slash summer alongside sean king i'm tim murray six to two the final score tonight the lightning make it a 2-1 series after their victory over the Colorado Avalanche, that series price has shifted now to plus 250 in favor of, or down to plus 250, I should say. Still the Avalanche, the favorite at minus 310. Total sitting at six again, Sean. Do you dare go under? What brave soul would go under? <laughs> well, I don't think the game is played to the under yet. So it is not. I mean, the overs. If are... you just keep playing it, then maybe you'll get right once. 
And you can be Maybe. like, I told you so. Maybe, yeah. I'll do right that. now, you're over three. I pulled it. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I know you haven't bet it. I'm saying I've only, I am people, over that one. Have, people that have bet the under. Yes. They're over three. I am personally over one. Right now, I probably would bet the over or stay away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, six is the total for game four. That's coming up on Wednesday night in Tampa. Uh, what, 8 15, 8 10 puck drop Eastern time down there in Tampa. Uh, with the Avalanche being a slight favorite in some spots, a pick 'em uh, at DraftKings minus one ten both ways. So uh, the NBA draft coming up on Thursday. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting though. It, this steam is is fascinating. Someone tweeted me. You can always tweet the show at Real Sean King at once in Murray. Would you play Paolo right now? At, he Russell Smith appreciate the tech or tweet earlier in the show. Uh, said he could get it at plus two ninety four. I wouldn't. I, I just, I get it. There's, there's just not a lot of juicy op- options out there like we did with the NFL draft. I mean, God, there were so many offerings for the NFL draft, and we did so much studying. And there's so many people with different. So the only thing I would bet if you could find Keegan Murray going to the Kings at four, I would play that. It doesn't exist. That's the only thing I would play because Jaden Ivy has been mocked. Number four a lot, but he doesn't want to go to Sacramento. So the only thing that would work in that favor is Sacramento picks him at four and ends That's up That's fascinating trading. to me that a kid would come out. Well, Luka Doncic did the same thing. Yeah, Luka Doncic. That's why. That's why like, Luka Doncic like a unicorn. I mean, he's, what's Luka, 6'10"? Well, just, I mean, like, I mean, Jay Nivey's a 6'4 kid. I don't think dribbles very well and doesn't really have a, a NBA three-point range shot. Well, I'm they, just saying, they like, have two, they have, Jay, you're going to go in the top five, man, be happy. Well, I don't really project him as a, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, he's only 6'4", and he doesn't have handles, and he doesn't have disagree. a, you know, I'm talking about, like, point guard, like, distribute the basketball type handles. He's a point guard size in the NBA. 6'4 is not very tall in that league. I mean, he's the best guard, I think, pretty easily in this draft. Yeah, I don't think this is a good draft. You just you just like to think that everything sucks. No, it's not. I love the top three guys. But after that, I think it's a lot of question marks. I agree. And if I were Jaden Ivey, I would I'd probably make the same assumption. I mean, you look at... Sacramento has De'Aaron Fox, has Donovan Mitchell. Which for him is perfect because he doesn't have to dribble the ball. He's going to go somewhere where he actually has to dribble the ball. It's going to be a problem. Um, I mean, I think he would – I think if I were him, I'd love to go to Detroit and be in that backcourt with Cade Cunningham. I think that would work really well. So we'll we'll see. But I think Keegan Murray – Yeah, he ain't on there that was, level. There was an – He's was, like a seventh man kind of guy. Okay. Uh, there was an article today – um, by Chris Haynes over at Yahoo about Keegan Murray, and I, I think he goes four. But who knows? He's six eight. At least he's tall. But I, I don't know honestly. And I know we're a betting show, and maybe that's why we just pivot away from it. I don't know. Right now, looking at all of the offerings that are out there, I don't know what you should bet. Like I, I don't know. I agree. What is? I think you could get you know interesting. There's. Who will get drafted first? Props that are I think have some intrigue to them. If you were the Magic, who would you take one? Who would I take? Yeah. Tim Murray. I would take Powell. I agree. I would too. But I don't think he's going one. With I might could be talked into Jabari Smith, but I'd probably take Powell. I just think six ten. 
that skill set, like he's he's, he's going to be capable of putting up 25 plus a night, you know, once he really develops into his body. And he's already got like an NBA type body. Well, I didn't realize he was 6'10. I think Jeremy Sohan be a first uh, top 10 pick. Yeah, I don't know if I've Baylor. ever seen Jeremy Sohan play. I got to go look that up. You were mentioning that He's earlier. Plus 150. When we had Kristen on. And I just, I'm not very familiar with the Baylor guys. What I think is interesting is you look at his draft positioning at DraftKings, it's 12 and a half, but it's now plus 150 for him to go in the top 10. Well, you look at someone like A.J. Griffin, who's now 2-1 to one to go in the top 10 as he keeps dropping, uh, which is good for you, Mr. King. And I know what I'm talking about when it comes to basketball. Okay. Um, like A.J. Griffin's thing to me, and I know people are going to blame it on the injuries. I mean, it is. But I don't think A.J. is a plus athlete for a wing guy. He's you know how you say you like Jay Navi because it's athleticism? I don't think Jay uh, – He isn't. He's I little, think he's a three-point specialist. He's an elite shooter in an right. NBA that – has pivoted towards needing elite shooters. And there's a handful of teams that would – I think he could go 10 to the Washington Wizards. Um, I I think – I don't know. Johnny Davis, I, to me. How did Johnny Davis get a national subway commercial? <laughs> like I saw the other day and I was like, man, I got to hire his people. Like how in the world with all the people in this draft did Johnny Davis get a national subway commercial? Is his family like connected in some way? Like, I mean, how does like? Please explain that. How did that happen? He's a notable college name. Yeah, in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, he was up there. Jaden Ivey's got uh, Chipotle, I think, or something like that. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, so I don't know. Good for him. Yeah. Wish I mean, had- I'm not hating. I just it was fascinating to me. Like. Because, you know, all my buddies know that I'm a Duke fan, so they were like, hey, you see your boy Paolo got a Subway commercial? And I was like, really? And then I looked at the commercials like, that ain't Paolo. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, we'll is, see. That's, is that Johnny Davis? I, I want to see how this uh, plays out tomorrow. Is uh, he even going in the lottery? Yeah, he'll go in the lottery. He'll go. He's, he's minus $2 to go top 10. I don't. See, that's the thing about this draft. Like, you're already, I mean, you're, you're not even out of the top 10. You're talking about the Johnny Davises, the A.J. Griffins, like, I just, I, I honestly, it's not a deep draft. From everything you hear, if, and and look, I mean, he still could go top 10. We'll see. But if he were healthy, if he didn't have all these ankle injuries, I think A.J. Griffin, because of his shooting capabilities, would be a top 10 pick. But he may not. And Speaking uh, of who cares, shoot, I'm watching Jay Navi. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen his jumper? <laughs> like, his, his best yeah. NBA comp would be Marcus Smart. I think that's a terrible count. Well, Marcus Smart is not nearly as athletic. He's not. And explosive. He shoots better, which is saying something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Marcus Smart has also been in the NBA for how many years? And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more his... talking about coming out of Oklahoma State. Marcus Smart. I'm not talking about, like, the version, the defensive player of the year. That'd be a heck of a comp. Hell, if you could draft a kid in the top five and say, you know, he's going to be NBA defensive player of the year, you'd take that. You know, even if he is somewhat limited. But yeah, we'll I see. mean, I don't know. I don't know what Jaden Ivey is. I, he had his ups and downs. I think he was in a terrible offense for his skill set at Purdue with with two bigs that were rotated Clogging in. Clogging the lane that yeah. might that might play so, a role in it. I, I, I think I think that I, I'll tell you this: me and you, whatever team drafts Jaden Ivey, 
We're going to Summer League, uh-huh. and we're going to go watch. Because Jaden Ivey and Summer League yeah. will be a show. Which I think Summer League is a waste of time. I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. Nothing that you thought coming out of Summer League ever happens when the regular I season gets I do not here. disagree whatsoever. <laughs> it's unbelievable. him play in a basically a pickup game with, for lack of a better term. I'm all for the budget. Summer League, though. Let's do it. I'm all for that. We'll go to a game. Yeah. We'll I'm all a, for we'll that. We'll have a couple sodas. We'll sit there. We'll watch Jaden Ivey throw down some dunks and uh, – We'll have a good laugh. We'll see what uh, we'll see what number one picks are coming this way. All right, let's pivot. Yesterday, Circus Sports put out their odds to win conferences in college football. Who better to talk to than Brad Powers? He will join us top of the hour. Lightning, get it done. They win six to two over, and an easy win for the Lightning. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.